0: Yeah, we're talking feelings um, that were connected to us, um, reading about uh, headlines that uh, were telling us about the newspaper uh, on Sunday acknowledging publishing false reports on allegations into uh, police killings. And that's Zongke uh, feelings uh, beginning our conversation. And uh, we're going to be focusing on this and, and just also reflecting on the fact that in 2003, after four years in the New York um, Times, Jason Blair uh, resigned from his post as a staff reporter on the 11th of May. Um, this happened and the headline was correcting the record. And this afternoon, we're going back to the basics. Going back to the basics of understanding uh, journalism ethics, yes, we acknowledge that they vary amongst media, and uh, but uh, uh, you know there are some basic professional standards that are universal across, and uh, that's what we're going to be focusing on. Let's pay the bills straight after this.
1: Lifetime Live with to Tutumache.
0: Inviting you to join our various social media platforms at SAFM Radio, hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live, that's on Twitter and Facebook. And you can also join us via WhatsApp voice note on 0614. 104-107 and sms is at 40938 charged at 150 per sms and uh, also inviting your calls on 0891 104-207 and joining me right now as we connect to the story I know that um, it's been overdone I mean every way you tune into uh, different media platforms uh, we're talking about the Sunday Times headline uh, with Sunday Times uh, acknowledges uh, that uh, they published false reports on allegations into uh, police killings in Katomena in Durban and uh, South Africa's uh, um, Revenue Services rogue. Uh, this is the rogue unit and the illegal uh, deportation of Zimbabweans. And this happened in 2011. And uh, I, we, this afternoon we're not focusing on that actual story, but just going back to the code of ethics and standards that guide and govern uh, journalism all over in the world. I know that there is uh, there are just basic. Um, Uh, ethics and and standards that uh, we all need to uphold as journalists and joining us right now is Matlatsi Matlatsi who's a chairperson of the South African National Editors Forum. Good afternoon Matlatsi and welcome. Matladzi, good afternoon and welcome. Hello. Good afternoon and welcome can you hear me?
2: Yes, now I can hear you.
0: Wonderful. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you so much for taking our call. I know that you've been busy uh, just trying to put to rest (laughs) this matter. And I mean, like we said with our our song when we started the conversation, you can't help but understand why people are catching feelings.
2: Yes, definitely. I mean, um, it's a very difficult uh, time, not only for the Sunday Times as a publication, but for all of us. Uh, as the media industry, because I know that already, uh, when that apology, uh, was published and conversation started, you know, what happened was that a lot of people then started blaming the media mm. as a whole. So it has caused a lot of damage to our credibility and to that relationship with our viewers, readers, and listeners. But also I think it's an important, um, opportunity to then talk so that we can take, um, our audiences into our conference to explain to them what usually happens yeah. when stories are processed. Um, so it's an opportunity to to, to share those, those experiences, but also uh, for people to ask questions. Obviously, our critics will jump on it yeah. and uh, want to bury us uh, with the Sunday Times, or you know, with what has happened around the Sunday Times, but I think we need to take this as an opportunity for all of us to have a serious debate about the media that plays such an important role in our democracy.
0: But does it help in any way that the acknowledgement is is made by a a person that media res, respects, and I'm sure the public at large as well. Bongani Sithgorgo has a very good reputation as as a as an editor, as a journalist himself.
2: Look, uh, we must remember that uh, these stories were written actually before his time. Absolutely. Uh, this morning, I think I've been spending a lot of time saying to him, for lack of a better word, he's doing the cleanup. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Some of these articles were written in about six years ago, and um, he is now then apologizing uh, 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 for the Sunday Times. There were different editors that were in charge. I see a lot of people have called for those editors to be held accountable. Mm. Uh, some of them still belonging to the Black Blackstar group, and maybe that is a conversation uh, uh, to be had by the by uh, the company. So he is uh, being brought forward uh, basically to clean up uh, what has happened in the past. Uh, and it can't be easy for him, especially I can imagine if you were not responsible for how those stories were tackled. Yeah. So, But the fact that he has taken this decision and this unprecedented move, I mean, two apologies in as many weeks, sure. I don't think we've had anything similar uh, in South Africa uh, uh, before. And um, I think it's an important step, and we have to give him credit for opening up about what has gone wrong and what they're trying to do or what they're doing to improve the systems uh, within and to basically taking South Africans into their confidence.
0: Look, we're going to pay the bills right now, um, but I'd like us to also just go back to the basics of uh, journalism. Uh, For those young journalists who find themselves uh, caught in what is now regarded as, um, you know, camp uh, journalist uh, journalism where people belong to uh, specific groups and and forget completely about those ethics let's go back to those basics straight after this calling all South African women with big dreams join Yvonne chaka Puti maniele Geraldine Fraser Molakheti and other national women leaders at the Standard Bank top women conference from 17 to 18th October at the Maslow Hotel Santon be inspired. Be part of the new women-driven global economy and grow your business through fast-track networking. Limited tickets available. Book now at topwomen.co.za
1: SAFM, leading the conversation.
0: Taking your calls right now as we lead the conversation uh, on WhatsApp voice note. We are on 0614104107 at S A F M Radio, both Twitter and Facebook, and you can hashtag S A F M Lifetime Live. And right now we're talking about journalism ethics and standards. And uh, joining us is the chairperson of the South African National Editors Forum. Now let's go back to um, journalism one hundred one and and just talk about uh, you know some of the ethics that guide and govern journalism. Uh, throughout the world, Mashazi?
2: Look, um, I think contextualizing it to what has happened at the send- Sunday Times, you know, um, a lot of people have heard them saying that uh, the reporters must expose the sources mm. that actually misled them. Uh, that is not something that I agree with because if we go back to journalism 101, as you're saying, we get so much information every single day. But the first step after I get that information is A, um, Obviously, if I have a relationship with that source, I still have to double and triple confirm with other people independently. And the source is not somebody that the source also gives me to go and confirm. Mm-hmm. It is somebody that I find that has would have knowledge of the particular issue, and it is important when you ask the questions, you're not asking them questions that drive them to the same answer that. Uh, you got from the original source. So, number two, you ask questions around why would the source give me the information? There are different reasons why people approach media houses to give them stories. A, you've had people that are just uh, tired or uh, uh, have been complaining around corruption and nothing has been done, and they feel that they need to expose it to actually uh, get it to stop. I'll use the example of the Prasa and the VBS, uh, uh deal update was reported in the media the deal uh, the 1 billion rand to be paid to, uh, uh, to Prasad, never actually went ahead and obviously you can sense there that there was a whistleblower who was saying that this cannot be allowed to happen mm. but also it's important in our stories as well to contextualize who those uh, who the sources are and what they want with that information especially when reporting on political stories for example I always say that you know it's important to say yes in which faction are these And whether it's within the DA or the ANC, because we know that you know the within those parties, what do they want to use that information for? And you must be very much aware of it. Mm. Uh, Sometimes I think we get excited with, um, you know. So been told to us but we forget to ask why are the sources then telling us at this particular time is it important for our audiences to know of that as well so what becomes the
0: objective of the journalist uh, in in putting out any story and for the publication how what what sort of guidance does one use in in creating a headliner
2: the first thing that we need to always talk about is um it's always in the public interest, mm. uh, that is that, that is critical, <laughs> and that is number one, and that's what and can be tricky as us, well. You know, this is what makes all of us wake up and come into the jobs that we do. It ha- it is because it is in the public interest, and that is why we report on these issues, and that is that is number one. Um, but it does not mean that we become sloppy in doing that work. We have to do the necessary verification uh, and uh, speak to other people independently of whoever gave us the end of source. I mean, uh, our verification can be if there is documentation that proves uh, what has been told to us. That's one way of verifying uh, that information. Uh, it, 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 but... What has to motivate us at all times is in the public interest.
0: All right, let's take your calls right now 0891 104 and uh, also uh, looking out for your WhatsApp voice note on 0614 And you can also join us uh, on Twitter and Facebook at SFM Radio, hashtag SFM Lifetime Live. And also your SMS is at 40938, charged at 150. Let's go to Nkosnati in KZN. Good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, Nkosnati. Good afternoon. How are you? Well, well thank you.
1: But what I, I wish to know, because I've been reading these apologies and what, but I do not hear a way that the journalists that were writing knew at the time that the stories were false or not. Because if they didn't know the stories were false, I think that sort of like slipped the coin. But if they were aware that what they were doing was false and then the issue of apology and no consequences, because I think in any organization, there is something what you call consequence management. Mm. If you you knowingly do something that you shouldn't be doing. So my question would be, does anybody know whether these guys knew that what they were doing when they were writing their false stories?
0: Okay. Thank you very much, Nkosnati. Uh, Maslati, your answer?
2: Look, I don't think it's for me to answer too specifically, uh, uh directly what was like, going on at the Sunday Times. I think they need to come on and let us know. But what we do know is that, A, uh, 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 Johan Boisens has said in that article that was played next to cock was apology is that the word journalists that he sat down and spoke to them mm-hmm. and highlighted that some of what they're going to report about was not truthful and uh there were holes in some of... Uh, the the things that they were going to write about. and he is saying that uh, those were actually thought whether they use uh, that, I am not. not yeah. Because um, these um, are
0: equally reputable uh, journalists who have a track record, um, who served as journalists, uh, not just you know people who wanted uh, to just become journalists by um, maybe, you know, uh, by design or dream. Uh, these are reputable journalists that have written for over a number of years. And I guess uh, they do deserve uh, some right of reply of sort. Let's go to Tuan and Speak to uh, Ramuduane. Ramuduane, good afternoon.
1: Good, good afternoon, uh, Sanda, How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you, sir.
1: You know, with all the respect, I don't think you are the correct person to be speaking on this. And I'll tell you two things. One, the two journalists are not part of the panel anymore. Or oh, actually, they were never aware, from what I understand. Uh, uh, the the Only the editors are. So, therefore, the journalists will not recognize you as done. Secondly, my point is: do you not think, honestly, now, by now, we had this conversation last year. Don't you think it's time now that we introduced regulatory bodies, like we regulate the doctors, the lawyers, etc., accountants? Was well, something like this happened. The individuals are held responsible by. Authority uh, uh, giving that power. Because right now, you don't know where the
0: journalists are. There might be another journalist somewhere. If journalists. Unfortunately, your line is really bad. I tried to just bear with the line um, because I thought you might uh, feel like we are the ones who are just cutting you off. Um, but unfortunately, the area where you are, there's bad uh, feedback and uh, there's bad, bad background. And I guess that's why we're having this conversation. It's not about, um, you know, just saying whether it was right right or wrong what what happened with the journalist but just focusing on what are the codes and ethics uh, and standards that guide and govern uh, journalism i don't know to say uh, mathlet is not the right person to respond to this i don't understand maybe she does I, I wasn't sure in what context
2: you were saying that i am not the right person to respond
0: to this all right i guess we'll just but, leave it uh, the at one
2: that I'm, i want to Something I want to talk about is the second part of his question that I mm. caught, where he's talking about how. Have regulatory bodies, sure, uh, like the same way as chartered accountants, as lawyers, etc. Do um, we have said, for example, uh, we believe in the self-regulation, not the co-regulation. Look, let's talk about them.
0: let's talk about those collective measures uh, straight after the news headlines. And right now, we're taking news headlines with Uzile Sakwenda Matlazi uh, um staying with us as chairperson of the South African National Editors Forum.
1: Here, there. And everywhere. <laughs> SAFM 105.1 FM in Johannesburg.
0: All right, taking your messages, uh, questions, comments on four zero nine three eight SMS is charged at one hundred and fifty, and also we both on Twitter and Facebook at S A F M Radio hashtag S A F M Lifetime Live. Your WhatsApp voice notes on zero six one four. One o four one o seven 107 calls 891 104 And need I just ask? I'll add that uh, we're talking about ethics in journalism um, that are based as you did mention earlier on uh, uh, professional conduct morality and uh, the truth I, I don't recall in any way where you were just defending uh, journalists on this matter and I, I see the many uh, questions, comments, uh, rather comments than questions about how um, the media is 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 just justifying uh, this act um, and and uh, Matlazi, Matlazi is joining us as chairperson of the South African National Editors Forum. Uh, let's take your questions. Maybe let me start with the SMSs. Um, not blaming. Okay, have da, 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 da. Uh, Sanef's explanation and defence of the journalists is sickening. Um, that's in, uh, from Sam in Bolugwani. Uh, they must just admit that they have amongst them rotten apples and. Uh, um, Dan in Alberton period um and uh, there's an unsigned SMS media is the referee a player judge and jury uh, who controls uh, the journalists and uh, who are who are they to uh, who are they accountable to your response <laughs> no. so um, number one I did not defend the work no.
2: of the Sunday Times journalists and uh Obviously, we are gutted with what has happened for any media house, especially one that is the biggest newspaper in this country to have to apologize twice and two weeks is quite damaging to the industry uh, as a whole and I think I acknowledged that in the beginning of this conversation. Yeah. I think uh, you tried to explain that our conversation was to move it a bit more so that we learn more about uh, decision making and it. ethics that goes into a lot of the stories that we're doing and that's why we, that's why we've tried to focus it. But if ever anybody did not hear me I did not at any point defend uh the Sunday Times journalists we're quite disappointed. This is quite damaging for our industry and we've actually called for all other all of us as individuals here mm. houses to actually look at our own systems, whether they will stand uh the test of time and uh whether we need to improve and strengthen so that we don't have something like this ever happen again because of the damage to um the industry. And um, the the second one was saying that we are the the referees and the players at the same time. And And the judge and the jury. And the judges and the jury. And that is not true. Uh, We have uh, the press council for the uh, print industry and we have the DCCSA for the broadcasting. And Mm. I want to say, for example, if you look at the press council and how it has transformed over the years because of complaints that we were having from uh, the public, for example, right now, uh, you've got a judge that this is an ombuds. the appeal, the appeal process is also led by judge judge. Uh, so that is part and parcel of improving that, So the judiciary, which we respect, mm. uh, actually oversees all of that. We actually have a situation where now uh, we have just as many members of the public and members of the industry that are part of uh, the panels at the uh, press ombuds. I know a lot of people tend to forget, but if you remember there was a time that the Sunday Times had to apologize on their posters and also on their front pages for a story. And Mm -hmm. that was a decision by the press ombuds, and that just shows that we can't be the judges and jury. And remember, for any institution to apologize, it's actually quite devastating. It is quite a lot because people can now decide with their pockets if they're continuing to buy newspapers and read uh, to rebuild that trust, you know they say trust is working in seconds, even yeah. though it takes so many years to build it. And with and media, and and with media,
0: reputation is your currency. Um, what your what currency. defines yeah. your staying power is how people then view your publication. All right, let's take KGM, who's been holding for a while. KGM is in the Northern Cape this time. One of these days, I want to be in that truck and just travel <laughs> the country with you. Good afternoon. <laughs>
1: Good afternoon, Criselda. Good afternoon to Makati and to the listeners. You are welcome. You are most welcome to get into this project. Yeah, no,
0: it must be a very interesting life. And we're talking about the kind of work you do uh, in the second hour, by the way.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Chriselda. Look, my two cents worth of of um, contribution to this is, as a professional, as a as a as a, a journalist in this case. Shouldn't your credibility be as good as your 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 integrity? I I I hear the challenges that uh, you know you guys put to us as, as consumers. But if I choose, like Chriselda chose to be uh, a, a presenter, shouldn't that go with your your credibility? Shouldn't that goes, sh- Shouldn't that go with, with your integrity? I'll give you a quick example, Chriselda. I, I was once um, a victim of this. Mm. And, and and little did I know that it, it, it gets prolonged for as long as you leave. I, I meet Chriselda after a story was written about yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, which still stays in, 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 in the mainstream media like your Google, for instance. And I still have to answer how many businesses or business opportunities Does one lose after such things have been written to you? And I think what we are saying as consumers is that that maybe the punishment, for a lack of a better word, Mm. is not equal to the task. In as far as but we haven't gotten to the
0: punishment yet. Because um, remember, we we haven't gotten to uh, where what's going to be, what will be the recourse uh, either for victims. Um, so so maybe it, it, it's in a way preempting what's going to happen post this. Because uh, Sunday no, Times well, did indicate making, that we're returning the awards and and the money that came with being like, recognised for these stories.
1: I hear what you're saying, Chris Alda. But quickly, what I'm saying is when, when we sound like we are attacking uh, uh, the poor. Uh, um uh, there it's not really attack, maybe we are not ventilating our think our, our point of effect mm. uh, properly, but what we are trying to say is when we weigh the two after the so called judgment comes you 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 look at it from uh, our point of view it's like you are being slapped on on the wrist yeah. Nothing really critical happens to you compared right. to the damage that you,
0: you have caused as a journalist. Got you, J- KGM. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, just uh, quickly on Twitter, because we left with a minute on uh, this conversation. We still are asking uh, why is Ray Hartley and Rob uh, um, Rob Rose, uh, who is central to this saga, still uh, part of uh, the Dso Black Star. That's a question. Why um, um, Africa and uh, a hot starter, a hot starter, the only ones who are vilified, and and uh, that's a question, Matlath. Uh, perhaps uh, you know, because then it goes back to these individuals, and I did indicate that the story is about just going back to journalism one hundred one. Uh, what what would be a corrective measure moving forward?
2: Um, just to say, I mean, uh, I think uh, questions around Ray Hartley and Rob Rose, Rose who are part of uh, the reporting or the editors, mm. uh, they are justified, but they are not the person to answer for them. The Sunday Times has been doing a lot of interviews on this matter, and I think they can be posed to them so that they answer to members of uh, the public. But we assume that when the decision was taken for them to part ways with because we're Africa and also uh, Hofstetter, there was a process that was undertaken within, and uh, if necessary, I guess they will decide what to do with the next step. Two, I don't think that, um, so part of um, parting ways with the journalists, I guess, is the Sunday Times saying that they were holding the two uh, accountable. Um, I don't think that an apology will ever be enough for the people mm. that were affected by the series of these stories. We know that people were hounded out of. Uh, state institutions they were yeah. fired their personal lives were uh were a mess because of the series of stories that were written so i don't think it was enough and we've heard the likes of Johann Poisson saying that they are going to be taking a uh, legal action uh further legal action. and i think that is actually within their rights to actually uh do that i think as an industry body for us as as we're saying that we've said to all of our colleagues that this is an opportunity to pause and look at our own uh, uh, systems within our individual newsrooms and maybe to look if we could to do another uh, training course around ethics. That's it. Um, and and also, I think that as South Africans, we have to also acknowledge what's damaged the past um, Few years have done on our country. I don't think uh, uh, we can isolate what has happened to what had been happening in the country where state institutions were being used to fight uh, proxy wars. And some have said that this could be part and parcel of you know that bigger battle that was underway. Mm. And it took a few people quite some time to realize where we are as a country and this battle or this war that was actually uh, raging as the fight for control of this country was actually underway and as the media is realizing that we will always be probably find ourselves in the sure. middle of those battles and having to, to, to put respond. out
0: fires um, that were not started by us. I guess we have to um, end it at this uh, uh Thank you. Thank you very much for taking our call. Kolani uh, Numpu on Twitter it's high time that the rest of the journalism community learn and refrain from far, for, from fabricating news and stay true to their principles and uh, that's where we end this conversation we have to take a break pay the bills when we return let's look at uh, let's look at uh what umalu see uh, the state of preparedness uh, for metric exam um, uh, pupils who we can call them students by now uh, they're writing the exam today